In today's show, we're looking ahead to a busy Wednesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're here to look at the action for Wednesday. It's a very busy day. 12 games in the NBA. Let's talk about them now. First game, Warriors-Wizards. Will Kelly Oubre come off the bench? He came off the bench last game. Steve Kerr pre-game seemed to suggest that would continue. Now, Kent Bazemore didn't start particularly well. It was Damian Lee who got the bulk of those minutes. So will they keep Oubre in that bench role and then start Bazemore or feed Lee some more in there? Some very interesting decisions need to be made there by the Warriors. While Kevon Looney, big minutes for Looney with no Pascal, with no Toscano Anderson, no Wiseman. Will Looney be able to keep up, yeah, 30 minutes a night? Because it feels like he has to. Otherwise, it's a lot of Draymond Green at center, and even then, all your power forwards seem to be out as well. So how much they use Looney's key, he is an interesting deeper league guy, but of course, on a 12-game night, it's hard to stream in someone. For the Wizards, what the hell does your mate Scott Brooks do with Dan Gafford? Does he go back to the bullshit three-man center rotation? Does he keep Gafford at 16 minutes a night, which is nonsense? Again, remember, two games ago, he gave him 24 minutes, and we went, oh yeah, let's go, let's go, and then 16 minutes in each of the next two. Because Scott Brooks, again, has just... Doesn't know what he's doing. Hachimura is out, so Davis Bertans' minutes should push up. Let's be honest. Bertans' minutes should always be higher than Hachimura's if you're trying to win now. But if you're trying to develop for the future, that's a different equation. Um, Bertans has some value uh, at the time being. Let's see what he does in the extended or the likely extended minutes. The Bulls and the Cavs. The skater boy, Zach Levine, will be out. So I assume that Kobe White gets another start for Chicago. Thomas Sadoransky's minutes will be limited off the bench, so White should be an interesting add if you're willing to sacrifice your field goal percentage category. Well, will they start Daniel Tice? Now, Billy Donovan said some bullshit about, oh, we've had too much of a load Giggity. on Thad Young throughout the season, and that's why yeah, we're reducing him down, and then there's Markinen and Tice. I want to see what they do with Tice. Is he a 24-minute-a-night starter? Does he play 28? I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. But what do they do with that Tice, Young, and Markinen power forward trio? For the Cavs, Darius Garland's been roasting guys at the moment, absolutely on fire. Can he continue that against the defensive juggernaut that is Kobe White? Probably. Let's hope that he can continue because he's looked great. Well, I also want to watch Isaiah Hartenstein. Now, Larry Nance is going to be back. So do they go with Wade as the fourth big man or Hartenstein? Hartenstein's putting up amazingly good numbers. I wonder if he can continue it. He probably can't, but he did close the game last time over Jarrett Allen. He's someone to watch for sure to see how they deploy him here. Thunder in the pace is Darius Baisley. We're getting tons of volume from Bays at this point, which is obviously impressive. We're getting some rough shooting nights at times. And he, he is more of a fringe guy than a, than a must-roster player, for sure. But there's value in him. And if he's going to continue to get the amount of shots that he's getting, um, it's interesting. Now, Lou Dort... He's likely to return. He's currently a question. Well, I do expect him to return. 
Um, so how that impacts Baisley remains to be seen. While Tony Bradley out can just now upside's low for Bradley, but 20 minutes a night for three consecutive games, continually outplaying the C part of Moses Brown. Isaiah Roby remains out. So Bradley can be a short-term option. Just a short-term guy, but a short-term option nonetheless. For the Pacers, um, DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner are out. So hopefully, Goga Badadze can start. Now, Badadze is questionable with his own ankle problem. But if he is ready to go, there's going to be some big numbers coming there. And do they go back to O'Shea Brissett? They've just signed him to a new three-year deal. He started the last game. Now, this is going to be dependent on whether Lamb and McDermott play. But there is an opportunity for Brissett to move into that starting lineup. And I thought he was pretty solid in that role. And it also helps the value of Sumner uh, and uh, and um, TJ McConnell, even though uh, it was weird to see Justin Holiday move to the bench. But I think it was the right move. The Suns and the Sixers. Still getting people asking me, hey, do I drop McCall Bridges? No. No, you don't. You absolutely don't. Uh, but I want to watch what he does here. There's a couple of turds have been really frustrating, but he still retains pretty good value in my opinion. And uh, let's hope he can produce a little bit more than he has on the average over the last two weeks. While Cam Johnson is a nice three-pointers and points type streamer guy, but I just don't see the upside in his role. I don't think they'll go back to Dario Saric as the starter at Powerford. It should be Jay Crowder in that spot. Well, for the Sixers, second game for George Hill. How much does Hilly play? In this one, he only played like 19 minutes. How does the Hill, Curry, Thibel, um, Milton combination all work? Yeah, how does how does that look at uh, in terms of who gets the minutes in that rotation? The Sixers are also, we don't know whether Toby Harris or Ben Simmons are going to play. Both guys missed last game, and that's going to have an impact on Hill, and it's going to have an impact on Thibel, who played 31 minutes. Now, I'd expect Thibel's minutes to go up if Sims, Simpson, Jesus, if Simmons is out because of Thibel's defensive ability, you're replacing some of what Ben can do in that area. Um, but otherwise, Matisse is just probably going to be that you know, 18, 19 minute a night sort of player. The Nets and the Raptors back-to-back here for Brooklyn. Of course, there's no James Harden. There's probably no Kevin Durant, but that's not confirmed at this point. I want to see Landry Shamit, whether he can... Well, he started um, Tuesday's game. Will he start again? What's the production going to be like? How consistent can he be? And then Kyrie Irving. Will Kyrie play the back-to-back? I, I imagine he will. But you know, carrying that large load... Giggity. How does Kyrie look you know, with those assist numbers, which have bumped without Harden? I wonder if that can continue. For the Raptors, all of those blokes who were out, Siakam, Ananobi, Lowry, Van Vliet, they're not on the injury report, so they should all return. So what does that mean for the role of Malachi Flynn? What does it mean for the role of the wiki Chris Boucher? What does it mean for Kem Birch? Will they go back to Siakam at center? And if they don't, who sits? Is it Gary Trent that moves to the bench? Um, and where does you know, what does Flynn play? 20 minutes? Uh, Rocket Rodney Hood is out, so that helps Flynn. What does Boucher and Birch do? If one of them starts, Birch or Boucher, then who? how do the backup minutes go? Do they play any Siakam at center? I know the Raptors have been f- absolutely frustrating, but we get, I guess, somewhat of an indication here of how they run things with a relatively healthy team. Not that that'll happen all that often, but we get an indication of it. The Jazz and the Rockets, no Don Mitchell. Joe Ingles is stepping up. Big minutes, big usage, or bigger usage. Great shooting, great assist numbers. Another big opportunity for Ingles to drop a big one. While Boyan Bogdanovich, he is also seeing his usage go up. The improvement in his efficiency is helping him back to becoming a 12-team league guy. Remember, he's been shithouse for nearly all season. But he's coming good at the right time of the year. Well, for the Rockets, Kelly Linick continues to be impressive in his role next to the crucifix Christian Wood. Love what Linick's doing. He is a must-roster player. Um, the you know, Sterling Brown, Eric Gordon, Daniel Al House, DJ Augustin, David Nwaba, they are all out. 
So, you know, the rotation's going to remain fairly similar. Armani Brooks is going to have a role again with all those guards out, and he's been impressive. 21, 26, and 26 minutes in the last three games for Brooksy. You know, what can he do for deeper leagues? You need to pay some attention to what he's been doing because his scoring has been relatively impressive. The Hawks and the Knicks back-to-back here for Atlanta. Kevin Herter has been playing at a pretty high level, and um, let's see if he is able to continue doing that. I imagine with all of the injuries that they've got that he will be able to keep it up to some degree. Shooting percentages is probably what's going to come down, but playing time and usage I think is, uh, is relatively safe for uh, for him as we move forward. And then also Clint Capella, who we know has been rolling. I wonder if they, in fact, do go with, um, or if they do play John Collins on the back-to-back and what that means for Capella. I imagine Collins will play, but we, we don't know that at this point. But that's how, I, uh, that's how I imagine it looking at this stage. For the Knicks, back-to-back for those guys as well. The double royal, Julius Randle. What can Randall do? Can he keep up the high steals? Can he improve his efficiency? The counting stats have been awesome, but what can he do here? Well, Taj Gibson continues to provide nice back-end value for 12-team leagues as a center, and he should continue to get some pretty okay minutes here. The Pistons and the Mavs, Killian Hayes is out. It is the first night of a back-to-back for Detroit. So what does that mean? Who starts? Dennis Smith Jr. is doubtful, so it looks like they're going to go back to Corey Joseph. So... Maybe there's short-term one-game value for him. I don't imagine he plays on the Thursday, but Jeremy Grant will be back. Corey Joseph will be back. Plumlee will be back. Siku's back. Wayne Ellington's back. All those guys are returning. It's just Killian that's out. What do they do with Isaiah Stewart? Do they start Plumlee and play him 18 minutes and give the rest to Stewart? Do they finally cave in and just make Stewart the starter? I think there's some big questions to answer there. For the Mavericks, Jalen Brunson's playing pretty well most of the time. It is hard to rely upon him consistently for 12-team formats. 14 team as you want to even know, no doubt. But let's see what that role looks like. And same as Dorian Finney-Smith, who does have that back-end value. N- nice 14-team league guy, but can he continue an, a nice uptick in form that he's had of late? The Heat and the Spurs, Victor Oladipo will not play again. So Kendrick Nunn will get another start, and he was awesome last game. But it did come with the absence of uh, Butler Hero and Adebayo. And now those three guys are all questionable, as is the undertaker, Dwayne Dedman. So some big opportunities potentially opening up for Kendrick Nunn and Goran Dragic. Dragic's last two games have been really impressive. He can be a stream option, although, again, if you're adding him for Wednesday, is he actually in your best 10 players? I don't know. For San Antonio, their starting lineup's pretty rock solid. But Drew Eubanks, nice deep league option. Got the backup center role ahead of Gorgie Jeng. He's posting really good numbers. Super impressed with him. And I also want to watch Lonnie Walker. Now, I've written this bloke off a long time ago. I just want to see if there's any spark, any hope for me to be wrong. I don't think there is, but I want to see it. Again, for fantasy, I have zero hope in him ever becoming a good fantasy player. But I want to see if he can actually be an NBA rotation caliber player because I think he's barely hanging on to that at this stage. And that might be harsh on the kid because I like him as a bloke. But it is hard to value him as an NBA top-level contributor. The Grizzlies and the Clippers. The Grizzlies, um, D'Anthony Melton was amazing in the last game. So what is Taylor Jenkins going to do? Dylan Brooks is questionable. Jaron Jackson is questionable. So they might both return. So what does that mean for Melton? Do they go back and play him 18 minutes? Do they keep him in a 26-minute-a-night role? Do they take Desmond Bain out? Look, what do they do with this rotation? And then Ja Morant, who we know has been bad this season, but he was awesome in that game against the Nuggets. Can he keep that up? Can he keep hitting the threes? Can he keep bringing some defensive stats? Can he keep on that high-volume, high-efficiency path that he was on against Denver? Let's hope so. 
The season's numbers would tell us no, but let's hope he continues that. For the Clippers, back-to-back for them. I don't think Rajan Rondo will play, and there's a chance to me that Paul George doesn't play. We know that Kawhi's not going to play. So Reggie Jackson will get a start, and Terrence Mann will probably get some minutes there. And I'm also very interested in Marcus Morris, who um, is going to see more touches without Leonard. He probably should be on a 12-team roster, but again, if he is on a waiver wire and you go to add him, will you actually use him on the Wednesday? The Wolves and the Kings. Um, these guys, it's a back-to-back. <clears throat> they are playing each other on Tuesday, and they're going to play each other on Wednesday. D'Angelo Russell, he's been playing in back-to-backs, but minutes have been limited. He hasn't gone over 26 minutes yet since he returned from injury. Do they keep him low across this back-to-back? Can he outplay Ricky Rubio? And does Jared Vanderbilt remain in the rotation? He'd been out for ages, and now he's played 21, 19, 22, and 15 minutes in the last four games, excluding Tuesday, because that game hasn't happened yet. His re-emergence is impacting McDaniels, and it's impacting a lot in terms of their overall fantasy value. Well, for the Kings, Tyrese Halliburton. It's been a rough ride of things for Halliburton so far with the Kings, or recently with the Kings, to be precise. 24 and 16 minutes the last two games before Tuesday. Can he get back to playing 30? Let's hope so. While if Rashawn Holmes is out, which I expect him to be, Hassan Whiteside should get a start. But is it 28 minutes for Hassan, or is it 20 minutes for Hassan? There are the big questions, I think, with him. Nuggets and Blazers. Faku Kampata was really bad in their last game. He should get another start with Monty Morris and Jamal Murray up, but can he improve on that? I think he's a nice assist and steals ad. While Aaron Gordon has been really bad. like He's struggling a lot. He's not playing minutes. Efficiency's fine, but he doesn't touch the ball. The defensive stats have disappeared. Assists have uh, gone away. I don't think he's a must-roster 12-team league guy. For the Blazers, they did go back to starting Derek Jones Jr. on Tuesday. What do we do with Rob Covington? Um, he's struggling a little bit at the moment. I think in a points league, you've got to consider moving on in some situations. Uh, I hope we can get a little bit more out of him, but Yusuf Nurkic will return for this game. No word on whether Damian Lillard will, and that does boost the value of Carmelo Anthony. Not that I think he's a 12-team ad on a busy Wednesday, but he was strong for Tuesday. Streamers for category leagues. We're looking at Goga, if he plays. Kavon Looney, DeAnthony Melton, the wave pool. Royce O'Neal and Patrick Williams. And then for points leagues, we're going to Goga and Looney again, Alexei Pokyashevsky, Darius Baisley, and Nick Claxton if he plays, which we don't know because he is out with health and safety protocols at the moment. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow along on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. While on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the bell, give it a thumbs up, and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.